You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast with your hosts, Monster Defense and Michael Panda. Available on Spotify, Apple Music, and all other podcast streaming platforms. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. Your host here, Monster Deface, joined alongside, of course, the great Life with Panda. Panda, before we jump into today's episode and cover all the juicy topics that I'll be clickbaiting in today's title episode, let's <laughs> catch up on you, man. I've seen you doing some casting and stuff for the community, getting involved out there. How are things going since the last episode? Yeah, man. I mean, I've been having a lot of fun, fortunately, getting to cast with uh, somebody's gun. That's been a nice. really, really good time uh, with the Loop Boy organization in EU. So that's been pretty cool. A little different, right? You don't see um, organizations often spotlighting their players in, in that kind of way and broadcasting and doing things like that. So it's kind of cool to see how the org is supporting their players over there in EU. And Luboy in particular is an EU-based organization, and I find that the EU-based organizations know how to do content, and they do it well. You have Team Solari and the whole yeah. MCES French organization that kind of pioneered this let's cover our player-style content. And it looks like Luboy and others are now following in their lead which it's about time. I think it's about time these organizations platform their players, put a little money and resource into making sure that we get those guys to the next stage because let's be honest, as much as they want their players to quote-unquote blow up so they can succeed, you got to help them too, right? Yeah, without a doubt. And I think the more teams picking up on this idea of, hey, I want to spotlight my players while they're playing in FNCS or this, that, and the third, right? I think is, is important. You look at 100 Thieves, right? That Fortnite roster which I, I'm not even sure who they have left as far as the Fortnite roster goes because it, it, it seems to be dwindling down to probably just like Arkroom and maybe one other person. But you don't know about what's going on with these big orgs and, and the players that they have because they're never spotlighting the Fortnite scene specifically. Obviously, there's a lot of focus on Call of Duty because of the way that that is structured and, and it really is team-based. But when it comes to these Fortnite players, you, you just don't see them getting spotlighted even from big organizations like FaZe Clan or 100 Thieves. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And you talk about players that they had on their roster, talking about Rex, Cease, Mr. Savage, um, Arkham, right? They do have all these star-studded players, but you're right. The fact that there's a lack of content or the content is only around those that are at the biggest, I guess, pedestal or stage, you know? It's kind of counterintuitive. Yeah. You're putting in those resources. Definitely want to cover it, but glad you're having a good time. Glad you're staying busy, man, staying active. Uh, we just had a couple announcements today as well. You already know, guys, we're working with the practice server always. That's my personal business. And we talk about how content building is so important. We're always doing just that. We just announced a fun little partnership and collaboration with the 15 Kings organization in EU. Another EU org stepping up, trying to do content for their players and stuff. So, hey, EU, man, what's up, NA boys? Where y'all at? Um, I mean, I lead by example. I do stuff with Prac and I get involved. But, yeah, right now it's uh, EU on top, baby. This is the perfect time to start talking about how some players in the EU were not quite on top this weekend, kicking things off with some FNCS updates because the three weeks of qualifiers are now over Panda. Let's jump right into it. There was a major upset unfolding in the European region. Yeah, so let's go ahead and start with Mongrel, Mitro, and Ibu, right? So this is a newer trio. Uh, barely getting any kind of time to play together before this opens in, in this set of uh, qualifiers for FNCS. Now, obviously, Mongrel, Micho, very, very big names, but Ibu, uh, still a significant name in the in the community, but actually got a lot of like negativity and hate thrown his way and more or less blame for them not qualling, which 
is exactly what happened. As you can imagine, a new trio, the last week of open qualifiers, they're going to struggle. And sure enough, they did make it through the first open round, but they did not make it through the third round to the fourth. So unfortunate for them. Uh, they did not qualify, and they are not going to be playing in semis and grands this season because they did not have those consistency points either. And Monster, can you break down a little bit of what those consistency points are? Yeah, consistency points are very important. I mean, this first FNCS, we could just talk about, and this is a bit off the script, but the complications with the format for the FNCS this time around, basically, pros were upset at the fact that if you qualified, through the qualifying weeks to the heats which is happening coming into this new week you didn't have the opportunity to play in the leading up qualifiers and the intention from epic i'm assuming was of course to prevent griefing draw spot drama and all the other stuff in between but what ended up happening was pros then stopped trying so hard because they knew consistency points were gonna be a thing so the way that works is your best placements your highest performances and everything that you accumulated over the weekend gets mashed into some formula which turns out to be consistency points and the better you did in lead up you still had a chance to be one of the teams drawn or dragged into the heat so teams really just didn't have a big incentive to try for top tens because they knew hey, if i qualify for quote unquote the grand finals of each of these qualifying weeks then i'll i'll make it through consistency anyways and we saw a lot of interesting griefs and dramas happen um one of the most i guess interesting ones was like macwood for example and his trio they yeah. pop off three games in a row and then they literally stop trying mid-tournament and start coming up with excuses um you know to kind of cover their butts here because technically you're supposed to try your best in a tournament and if you don't if it can action you they can ban you so you know of course they're putting out all these sarcastic tweets and they still ended up qualifying because they did that good in the first three <laughs> games so you know, although they were trying to be, you know, funny about it and work around the loophole and not push their way through, they still had enough points to end up playing without, I think, the last two or three games that they just skipped out on. Um, so, interesting stuff. Pros are definitely not too happy about the FNCS format, the way you qual through, but it's those consistency points. And that's why new trios have the biggest issue, because if you didn't play with the same trio, you reset all your points. It's not individual-based, it's team-based. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's funny that that situation specifically with Macwood, like you mentioned, they played three games seriously, <clears throat> stopped halfway through because of quote unquote personal reasons, you know, again, trying to cover what they were doing. Uh, but ultimately qualifying still just through three games. That just shows that in that first week, specifically the lack of, I, I don't want to say skill because the skill was there right just the lack of energy or effort in that first round was just wasn't there right especially compared to this third round now you see like like uh in eu for instance like we talked about mongo mitchell ibu not being able to qualify because that third that third set of opens was just so tough to get through and and same thing with some other teams struggling they needed that top 10 spot in that fourth round and they just weren't able to get it to qualify onto the semis and it's all because they maybe they didn't take it as seriously in the beginning maybe they're switching up trios throughout like it's just stuff that you don't want to be doing at this point in the game especially considering they've had so much time to prepare for this fncs and to prepare with a singular trio and and it's it's sad to see man like some big big names some really really talented players just not being able to 
to move up in the moment uh, because guess what? There's some there's some changes in the format, and it's uh, it's definitely caused a, a ripple effect in the community. Yeah, it sure has. Other teams that definitely missed a mark, which were team favorites coming into it, was Wolfies, Leshy, and Savid. You know, supposedly grieved off the drop spot, right? Having big names qualify or big names that were already going to qualify through series points, still giving them a run for their money. Take me through what happened with Wolfies this weekend as well. Yeah, absolutely. So Wolfies, Lecce, Savid, um, they were landing Sweaty Sands to start. And unfortunately for them, they were one of the teams that really needed to get in the top 10 to make it through, right? So a lot of other teams that were there, they they were good. They didn't have to worry about the top 10 due to the consistency points that Monster talked about a little bit before. And unfortunately for them, the teams that, a couple teams that had already decided or already made it through based on consistency points alone, decided, you know what? Maybe Wolfie's Lecce and Save It are our competition, and it's probably better if we take them out now instead of trying to wait. Ooh. Oof, that's a, that's a big one right there. That's strategy all the way through to the bone. I mean, back in the day when MMB, the Mongo Mitro Benji trio was a thing, we saw the same thing occur to them getting targeted at their draw spot. I believe at that time it was Nate and Andilex, at their drop and you know it was it was going toe-to-toe -to -toe. actually it might have just been um i think it was just mitro and mongrel might have been at the sweaty sands and interesting enough it was at sweaty sands so whatever that contest was we've seen this happen before teams can target other teams and anything can happen there talking about the series points though there were some cinderella stories that were turned around we had nine lives nine l voyal cod genesis and pandouche come in on top this is a team that Got together in the last week and pulled through. Like we said, you don't have the consistency points, so you really have to pop off and you have to yeah. qual all the way. So you have to break a top 10. They actually had a 14 kill victory royale in the final game to qualify mm -hmm. their way. And it was super exciting to cast over. That was for any East. And then if you're an Australian listener or you care about the OCE scene, I literally had the night before that Aussie Antics and I cast over a mirror match. The same story, the same stakes were on the line for Jalen, Zora, and Squeets. And they qualified in the final game as well with the Victor Royale with a massive, like, I think it was like 11 to 14 kill game two to literally push their way up to sixth place. So two stories, two players both of which got fifth and sixth place, NA East and OCE, that needed the final game coming in, and they both won the final game coming in. So, Ozzy and I had some great games to cast over this weekend. Yeah. It was mad sick. And uh, word, man, that's the excitement of FNCS. For some, it's a headache, obviously, because they weren't crazy about the format. For others, it was all pressure on the line and popping off and proving that they had to do it. So, Fun weekend of games FNCS uh, brought to us, Panda. And there's a better week of games in front of us because the heats were just announced, Panda. Yeah, without a doubt. We have the the four heats, the initial heats at least, uh, from what it looks like so far. And these heats are going to be interesting. There is going to be some struggle points in some heats. It does look like some heats may be a little bit more stacked than others. So it'll be interesting to see the way these teams kind of diversify and make their way through. Because remember, you're getting separated into heats. So you could be end up having to deal with other people contesting your drop and and yep. this, that, and the third. So it's just a matter of uh, kind of navigating this, understanding what you're going to do and move forward. But I got I to gotta say, number one, Monster, always killing it on the broadcast. My wife and I watching on the couch, uh, and, and we felt like proud parents, right? And I got to nah. say it <laughs> because Tabne, Teo, and Chimp, what 
a wonderful story. These three players, incredible. And I've been following their story for quite some time. I've always, I've been in their corner watching them develop as players uh, for quite, quite a bit. And to see them getting that top spot uh, over the weekend, it, it was just, it was heartwarming. So shout out to them, incredible performances. And I think you're even getting ready to put out a VOD review of some of their games. Is that right? Yeah. By the time you guys listen to this, the VOD review will be rendering and updating, but mostly I'll listen late anyways. So it'll be live. <laughs> um, yeah. We just recorded that today. We actually had a fun interview with them. If you guys are into that kind of interviewing, or maybe you miss a little bit of that touch we used to bring to the podcast. Hey, this is an opportunity to go on over to the YouTube channel, check these kids out. And the same way you felt like a proud dad watching me, I felt like a proud dad watching them because they played in my solo spotlight series that we've been putting on for the community anyways and lead up all three of them, three individual, what we like to call champions of the spotlight showdown uh, or the yeah. spotlight series because the only way to get that title is to win games in spotlight. And they've been doing that. So these are three hardworking grinders right here. And uh, yeah, it definitely feels cool watching the community show up for them, show them love, man. And that's, that's the kind of stuff we like to see. What we don't like to see is Ronaldo's cheeks on stream. And this is a hard <laughs> pivot right here, but we're going to pivot. Panda, talk to me about clicks, man. This kid got banned. He had some strikes already. It caused a big stir in the community. Yeah, without a doubt. So let's give you a little backstory, right? So on Twitch, Twitch has signed clicks as one of their exclusive streamers, right? So he's exclusive to the Twitch platform. Then shortly after, he ends up getting two strikes uh, that are DMCA related. Right, so two strikes, and, or three strikes, rather, and you're out. So you get a third strike, and you're done. Sure enough, clicks, moves a folder onto his screen, and there's two other folders in it, and then one image. Sure enough, that image is, of course, NRG Ronaldo's cheeks on <laughs> the screen, and immediately the next day gets not only a ban, but a permanent Oh, my ban. gosh. So... Uh, he pleaded to Twitch. The community pleaded to Twitch. He did fortunately get unbanned, but not without causing a stir in the community from figures like Kanata questioning why his ban wasn't reversed and, and things like that. And, and the, the favoritism question coming up uh, uh, from Twitch. But honestly, it's like, I can see why they unbanned him, right? It was, it was just an honest mistake. Like it was definitely never intentional. I get it, but it's just one of those crazy things, man. When stuff like this happens, you get the the community stirring about different topics, such as like Kanata's ban. And let's be honest, it's about who you know. I think in this instance, it just shows, hey, NRG's got the connect somewhere up top, man. Someone's pulling in some strings there. And also, more importantly, come on, man. The bottom line is the dollar signs. Twitch being the the all-star that he is. Do you really want this guy permanently banned? Come on. He's not no. that bad of an influencer. There's much worse toxic streamers and stuff out there. He's got, if anything, an awesome community that is, like, die hard for him. So it makes sense, man. Uh, people like Kanata, on the other hand, who are much smaller when you compare the two apples for apples, who was permanently yeah. banned for a number of different reasons, arguably maybe sillier things, right? But, you know, he just doesn't have as much weight. And TSM didn't back him. They kind of, I think they dropped him, right, from the team, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, They didn't drop him in the moment, but they ended up dropping him later. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they were like, hey, right. let, the, let the contract just kind of do its thing and fizzle them on out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you know what? The way I look at it, right, like, Clicks definitely isn't as bad as some. Um, a side note, it's funny, right, because I was watching Clicks a little bit following this band, 
And I just wanted to see like his behavior overall. And he's pretty like when he's in the zone, he's in the zone. But when he's joking around, man, he could be wild. I, I, him, Booga and Bizzle were playing. Um, I think it was scrims or maybe it was just arena. And Booga made a mistake with the dragon's breath, got second place, right? Clicks screamed at the world cup champion Booga. Like, <laughs> if you do this, I'm dropping you. I'm like, clicks, man. Dang. Okay. You're wild. I see yeah, you. Hey, listen, that's, that's, that's what makes it good fun, right? They're, they can all see eye to eye, which might feel like, you know, if you were in a room with Booga, you're probably like, yeah, let me let me show a lot of respect to this guy, right? Of course, like we all should. But, you know, when they're friends, they go over those hurdles and they get to they get to have fun with one, one another. So pretty interesting <laughs> stuff going on there. Um, Big, big kind of names getting banned. And this is a pivot from the what, what I wanted to talk about next. But talking about bans, Advit was also permanently banned off yeah. of Twitch and I actually talked about this on stream today. Advith was an up-and-comer, and he was actually banned because Twitch has this, I think it's a silly rule. All of you guys listening in can also kind of just give us your opinions on social media at Fortnite Podcast or Life with Panda yep. or MDF. You guys know where to find us. But here's the deal. Twitch has a rule that if you have created your Twitch account, no matter what you've done after the point, if you made it your account and you put your birthday to be... I guess anywhere under the year of 13 years old, which is quote unquote, the legal age limit to use the platform. Even if you are over the age of 13, you know, years later, months later, if for whatever reason, your birthday wasn't put in correctly, they permanently ban your account. Doesn't matter how many strikes you have and they do not reverse the decision. Yeah. Why? I don't know. But Advith basically being a uh, either a partner channel or on a track to partner channel, this guy was averaging 500, 700, almost 1,000 views a, a live stream, and they permanently banned his account, and then they refused to answer him, refused to bring his account back, and he's been permanently kicked off the platform for something so silly. Um, I was just talking a bit or comparing this to the fact that you have these females getting up on stream, you know, forgetting that the <laughs> camera's on, you know, modeling, if you will, in front of the camera, and they're getting them banned in a day or two. But come on, kids that are out here putting their heart on the line and, you know, being actual role models for the community, just doing stuff right, right? Growing a calm, growing a community, they're getting banned permanently for age difference. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, and this has been happening quite a bit. You yeah. had some other streamers like uh, Fluxra from Xset get banned for the same reason. Yep. She literally got partnered, right? And immediately banned following her getting partnered. So she's on this this high, right, of being partnered and then banned. So yep. she had to make a new account. She makes a totally new account. And she's actually hit partner twice now. So what she's one of the few streamers that can say that. But, I mean, look at so, the overall but, picture. But look at this. So she makes a new account, gets partnered, right? Advith yeah. makes a new account, pops off. Less than 24 hours later, gets banned again. Wow. Why? No That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like Twitch's rule system is crazy. He makes a new account. He comes back his first stream. He gets supported by all the big channels. Clicks, Booga. Uh, uh, I, I, I believe it was Bizzle. Like all, all these big names, right? All these awesome figures in a community. Macwood, all these guys retweeting, sharing him, hype him up, raid him the day of his return stream. By the time the evening was up, he gets banned again isn't that mm. crazy and then you have other channels like fluxure like you just said team exit female influencer right doing her thing i don't even think gender matters here it's just about who reviews yeah. your account but just so happens she gets away with it and others have just made new accounts and gotten away with it but for whatever reason out of it they did not give a second chance to 
See, that's the crazy thing about Twitch, right? Like, I love the platform. I use the platform. You use the platform. Like, it is a great platform for gaming and, and, and streaming in general. However, one of the biggest things they lack is a genuine connection to the streamers. And without streamers, Twitch is nothing. Like, without these creators coming out and putting their lives on the line to bring in additional revenue, not only for them, but for Twitch... Like Twitch has nothing. So it's kind of crazy that they don't have a, a a support system that at least gives a little bit clear answers as to what is going on. Cause they even came out recently, if I'm not mistaken, in a blog post and they said, we give reasons to every person why they're banned. Right. Yep. And then immediately following that, there was like four bands in the span of like two weeks, one, a hundred thieves member, uh, Tommy and like some other people and none of them got reasons. So it's like, okay, guys, you can't be saying one thing and really not doing it. And this is an awesome time to talk about this, but we're doing this live on Twitch and Mama's Shadow is in the chat. You guys may not know who Shadow is, but Shadow, I met at PAX South. This kid was too young to compete, but they let him play. He couldn't play for any of the prizes, but he did get to play. This dude was literally clapping players up on land. Uh, now he's over the age of 13. He's you know, back into social media. At the time, he was one of the bigger Facebook streamers because Facebook allowed him to stream. He wasn't allowed to stream on Twitch, but the account he created, his mom just said in chat, even if she wanted to give her son the uh, his old account back, she cannot now. So all that following that he was building up trying to transfer older, uh, over also cannot be transferred to that, tech, that account technically, right? So it's so weird. And another fun fact, Shadow and my daughter actually play Fortnite together because um, they're both okay. about, yeah, yeah, they're around the same age, right? So yeah, you know, like I'm really good friends with a lot of kids in the Fortnite community just because I love to support the calm. Um, Shadow's just being one of those very, very dope dudes that I know is going to be something big if he continues to pursue it and yada, yada. But neither here nor dear, um, it's just interesting that she so happens to be in the chat and this is a problem everyone's facing with, right? Not just popular people, but parents alike, right? People that are smaller, uh, influencers that know that they might've made a, a mistake or just trying to build up their platform. So it really is a big deal. It really is a big deal. So I, I don't know. It, it's crazy to me that Twitch is still, I feel like they're they're just on these, like, these, these Viking policies, right? These things are outdated. These old yeah. policies, like, yeah, with the program, man, it's 2021. Yeah, without a doubt. And I, like, I get when there's like legal stuff involved, et cetera, but if, if you have a creator who created an account before they're 13 and they have to, for whatever reason, let's say for legal purposes, they have to take it out, at least find a support like or a way to support them in building a new account. Like, like maybe, hey, this account was banned, but we've redirected them to this one. Like maybe like a, like a notification similar to a go live notification when something like that happens. Like there is so much more that Twitch could do to support the creators and I just don't see it happening. Oh, I know who is supporting their creators. It's Fortnite. Fortnite's always going above and beyond for the community. You know, whether you like it or not, I know competitive is a different story, but their content side is usually killing the job because, you know, the collaborations have been through the roof. Alien versus Predator announced. Uh, Street Fighter Ryu and Chun-Li just got announced. She's thick. All that good stuff. Y'all already know the vibes. You see it on social media. People having fun with that one. But it's coming up next. It's another icon skin which i believe is getting announced today panda you hinted at it we don't mm -hmm. technically know i guess that this is true when we're recording this but we're gonna claim it anyways go ahead panda <laughs> no without a doubt so today laser beam has put a premiere video coming out and it says icon series his face and then an outline of a skin right so we've seen these posts in the past and it all leads to the ninja like like ninja uh loser fruit um we have lachlan 
and, and then most recently Gref, uh, all getting the skins, the similar posts, and now it is Laser Beam's turn. Now, leading up to this, there was some speculation that this could be happening soon because Laser Beam actually took over the radios inside of Fortnite. Wow. So occasionally you would hear him taking over the radio in Fortnite doing some crazy stuff. So that happened. Now the, the post uh, is supposed to go live today, and Fortnite actually retweeted uh, Laser Beam's Twitter post about it going live today. So, I mean, that just kind of more or less solidifies that this is about to happen, and I'm super excited for this one. Yo, can I just say, whoever's, like, in charge of the OCE community management, like, you're killing it, my man. You're getting all the OCE content creators these skins, dog. For like, real. Like, NA got one. We got, we got Ninja, <laughs> which Ninja's amazing, okay? He deserved yeah. it. But, bro, where's the Benji Fishy skin? Like, I, you know, at this point, the, hat, the cat's out of the bag, right? Like, Let's get yeah. let's get these icons rolling. There's so many icons in the community, <laughs> monster. Uh, you yeah, know, I like I mean, I have the following dog, but you know, I mean, I'm out there. <laughs> but but, but imagine, like, they, they, as much as like Fortnite does, right? It would be so cool if they did like caster skins, and mm. in the game, like during one of the games, they could have like a floating box in the spectator scene, and you just see you guys Here's floating the thing. Here's as the thing. characters. Here's the truth of it. Like, I don't care if it's me or Zeke. People already confuse us too. So I know if Zeke gets the skin, like, it's made like me getting a skin. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Fortnite, if you're listening, get the caster set in there. We we need it. All right. I'll sign the deal. I'll sign for, I'll, I'll cast for life. Don't worry about it. I'm already going to do it. So, uh, you know, <laughs> put, put me on, put me on the paper. We'll make it happen. Can you imagine how sick that would be? Yeah. That would honestly be so incredible. I, I It's funny because we talk about how, uh, Fortnite continues to kind of like jump over uh, buildings and barriers and, and do things that no, never really has been done before, whether it's the season, like you mentioned before, with the alien skins and Predator and, and all the other hunters and stuff that they're bringing into the game. But like Icon series skins are something that genuinely no one has ever done. They've put little things in games that kind of hint back to creators, but no one has genuinely made a full out skin designated to a creator except for maybe you could argue fall guys with fall guys making the ninja one but ninja literally had to pay like half a million dollars for that so i don't True. know if that really counts <laughs> like but but fortnite's really just just doing stuff man they're doing stuff that no one else is doing and that's why fortnite is still so relevant and continues to climb and even with their improvements in competitive i'm impressed man i i gotta take a step back and show them some love because they they've really been doing some big things. Yeah, and, and games like Rogue Company pick up Doctor Disrespect, right? So, but yeah. this is all new age stuff. This is like the new era of influencers merging with the games, the communities, and I'm definitely excited for the future to see how this continues to develop. Fortnite in particular, though, they go again beyond the norm. Music pop stars, right? The way that they're dropping in-game dances, all the TikTok integration, like they're going way, way, way beyond the norm. Um, which we which we love to see, which we love to see. Talk about like things kind of integrating one another. Twitch rivals, man. Twitch is a platform. I know we gave them a lot of slack in this video. They deserve it, but they also deserve to get shout out <laughs> when they do things right. Their Twitch rivals series, Twitch rivals in particular, is a Twitch uh, series where they do tournaments across multiple titles. They usually have a bunch of different talent. Uh, I guess unique to the to the to the title at hand. And this time around, they're collaborating with an influencer, which I don't think we've seen Twitch Rivals do. Normally, it's just games. Now, they're picking up with Nick A30. Come on, man. Nick A30 is a big deal. I could, I could see why they're doing it. Remember, 
Twitch paid contracts to permanently sign these influencers to their platform. I think it's about time they leverage that and do cool integrations like this. Take it a step further. I'm excited for like a Nick Mertz and Call of Duty possibly yeah. kind of your cup like with Twitch Rivals. But Nick A30, X Twitch Rivals is happening. Um, I might be casting it. Pray pray that we uh we secured the deal there. That'd be nice. But <laughs> even even beyond that, like Nick's been crushing it. Have you been following what he's doing in Fortnite? Yeah, man. I mean, he's genuinely be st been stepping up. He's been playing competitively with a trio. I, I know Speedy and Don, I believe, uh, on that trio. They've been doing some big things there. I mean, he just had his tournament in-game not too long ago. Like, Nick A30 is making moves, man. And, and it's so impressive to see someone at his stature also be so positive. Like, this community, while I love the Fortnite community a lot, like, sometimes they can be crazy toxic but nick a30 yeah. kind of brings that positivity to the scene that we really really need yeah and there's a lot of great content creators that pick up after him um in particular today i was watching bully emad and mars ow play one another just three yeah. just dope influencers right up and coming pros players influencers alike all stand for positivity so nick a30 might be the spearhead but there's there's really like honestly you can count them on your hands how many guys that just push for a different direction for the column so I agree with you. There's a, there's a lot going on out there, but it does feel nice when there's good going on in the community. And with every good thing that happens, there's, I guess, haters, right? And people that want to bring you down. And Aussie Antics, my fellow co-commentator, my duo partner for the FNCS and most of the major events as of late, was attempted to get canceled, I guess, on social <laughs> media and for good reason. Symphony was also attempted to get canceled on social media, yeah. and we'll talk about that after this too. But first, let's talk about Aussie antic situation. And Panda, you can tell me about your initial reaction and then kind of like how you felt after the truth came out um, from Aussie's perspective. But let the people at home yeah. know what's up. Yeah, absolutely. So if you look at Aussie antics, he's been a creator that has genuinely been growing at a very, very fast pace over the last year. And during a live stream about a week and a half, two weeks ago, he opened up a web browser or no, he had a multi-stream up and his chat told him to click some button um, as the multi-stream ended up like going backwards and not, and not connecting the way he wanted it to. So he clicks this button and it pulls up the last web browser thing that he went to. And sure enough, that last web browser was a ViewBot website. For that's, Twitch. I said, yikes, right? Either way. And, yeah. And so <laughs> it, it, it's like, so naturally, you have to address it at that point. You you can't, like, it, it's been up on your screen. Naturally, it's going to get clipped. It was a, I don't know the what name of the website, nor would I genuinely like to share that with an audience. You're right. Uh, but viewbotting, if you don't know, is the action of paying a service to provide additional views to your channel uh, while you're live. And it, they could do, I'm sure, other interactions and stuff like that through their through their channel or through their site. But um, know this: like this does not build you an audience. This does not do things for you. It actually ultimately hurts you in algorithms in a lot of different ways if you're utilizing viewbots to get ahead. So just just so you guys know at home what a viewbot is, understanding that. So Aussie uh, accidentally pulls this website up by pulling up the quote unquote last website that he had launched before the multi-stream i guess and now the drama's there so he then puts out a, a pretty large statement kind of covering 
that he had been the, I guess he kind of took like the, the victim route of like the, I was the victim of getting view botted by someone in the community and I had to go through Twitch and, and deal with it in a separate way because it affected him and, and all this stuff. So that's why he had the website open. But I, I don't know, like, it, it, he didn't get canceled. He's still continuing on. It, it, the, the topic really did kind of fizzle out. But it's still very weird to me that that would be the last site that you have open. Yeah, all, all across the board, obviously, it was, it was definitely just, just a weird thing to go down, right? Because the last thing you want to believe is someone who's, like, crushing it you know, figure out that they're, they're taking shortcuts, but you know, ultimately when you really look at it all, um, in hindsight, like you just compare apples for apples, like the situation, all the antics has one great community, right? Like the subscriber counts, you can't fake how many people genuinely love and want to support exactly. him. You can't fake his growth and success on YouTube. You cannot fake his awesome personality and talent that he has. So, um, ultimately, even if he was, you know, in this weird situation, the way it just all unfolded kind of just didn't stack for him in the time. When you really look at it and you look at the whole thing as a whole, uh, yeah, he has no reason to be using a service that can only you know grant him an extra couple hundred views when he's pulling in thousands, right? Like as an influencer. And um, yeah, he, he, he proved that he had uh, screenshots and conversations with Twitch and all that kind of stuff. He really decided to kind of open up the, the book and, and throw it out there to, I guess, you know, prove to everyone, hey, listen, this is an issue. I was trying to figure out how to stop these kind of things from happening. So he wasn't being targeted, I guess, uh, to fake audience, fake view bots, fake, you know, bots in his channel trying to yeah. conversate or anything like that. So crazy stuff. And then Symphony as well. Symphony as well. He gets targeted for saying basically what people thought was the N word, right? Casually, mm -hmm. not in a racist way, not in a, a harmful way, not in a way to tag, uh, target anyone. I think he did say it according to his statement, right? But it wasn't, it, I don't know. Well, it, he, he said that obviously this is not something he says in everyday word or life, right? And you know what I mean? Like people, people say the N word all the time in the sense of like music and whatnot. And I'll give my personal opinion about this before you go on. Because yeah. I know people are probably going to disagree with me, but that's okay. Like where I grew up, New York City, um, you know, basically the people that use that word is more or less correlated with uh poverty right not correlated with skin tone skin color or background by any means it is a cultural yeah. norm in neighborhoods and and communities that are grown and stricken by poverty that's me that's my perspective that's my view growing up in new york city and kind of where i come from and how it was for me but of course this is a different you know, it strikes everyone differently. It strikes everyone so much differently, just depending on where you come from, how you're uh, brought up, and what your, I guess, knowledge of where this word derives from, and, you know, kind of all the negative, um, you know, obviously history that's behind it, right? Because it, yeah. it, the truth is, you know, the black community used this word and took control of the word and took power of it to own it, right? And and decide that it wasn't going to be a stigmatism or something to hold them down, but instead they wanted to empower themselves by uh, changing the narrative behind the word. And that's why... Uh, you know, the, the communities, the black communities and stuff like that, you know, the color communities really step up and, and stand proud about, you know, trying to not allow anyone to use this word. So I'm totally all for it. I get where the, you know, why people be upset someone to use it. But like I said, it, it's just so different everywhere. And that's why there were so many different peoples not only coming to his defense, but others just really trying to tear him down for this one. 
Yeah, and and it's one of those situations that it's tough, right? He does have a stuttering problem, and he came out and uh, he actually said that he didn't say it, and that is not in his vocabulary. Got it. Um, but the what he put out a pretty big statement, and it, and it really covers like how it's not his opinion of the word that's used, and and it really is up to the people to be offended if they want to be offended, and he completely understands if that is the case. So I, I was really just confused. good response from him. I was just confused because at the end, he was like, I'm going to try to be better or something like that. So I was like, wait, so yeah. did you say it? And like you're saying like you're apologizing and you're trying to just like, listen, man, I, 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 swear, to, like, I swear this is not something I normally do. Or yeah. yeah, was it like you didn't do it, but you're going to be better like enlighten yourself maybe about kind of the history of the topic at hand and whatnot? Um, I think it's a mix of two things, right? So I, I think he's addressing the fact that he's saying without a, a doubt, he did not say it, but that he's going to be better about him speaking quickly and stuttering because mm. that's a problem that he has. And he talked about that in the post as well, how sometimes he speaks so quickly and because of his stutter, it can make it sound like he said things that he didn't say. Um, if you If you actually take the clip and you slow it down, you can tell that he didn't say it. But in the moment, especially when you watch that clip a couple times, it almost sounds like without a doubt that he said it and he directed it towards myth. So it's like there, there's potential for it to be taken that way, but he's come out and said he didn't, but that he's going to try to do better about controlling the speed at which he talks and, and the stuttering issue that he already has. Definitely crazy all around. What a week of news, honestly, like a a good two weeks of news. I think, I think we kind of (laughs) condensed it all. We even cut a bunch of topics, but we also added in a bunch of topics just as things kind of, uh, came up naturally overall though i hope you guys at home had a good time listening to the podcast today man panda this is the point where i give you the floor man and shout yourself out let the people at home know where to find you throughout the week thanks man i appreciate it so you can find me on twitter at life w panda hit me up let me know what you guys think of the podcast always loving to hear for topics etc i'm always posting out there and then uh, you can follow me on twitch as well i stream every day uh, except Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'd love to see you all there. And thank you, Monster, so much for always having me on. What are you, what are you up to? Talk about what you're doing, man, because you've been busy. Hey, man, what am I not doing? Guys, follow me on social <laughs> media at Monster Deface across all social platforms. Send all your complaints to me at the Fortnite Podcast at gmail.com. Tag me. Just hit me up on socials. You know I'm always there. Thank you guys for dropping those extra topics. We do listen when you guys send them on in trust. Panda's DMs are open. Minds are open. We like to talk about things you like to listen to. Also, you can stop by our live streams. Get involved with us. Either which way, thank you all for coming through, hanging out. Don't forget to leave us a review on any of your listening platforms, Spotify, Apple Radio, whatever the heck you like to use. Hit us up, guys. And last but not least, don't forget to dance out those kills and boast those victory royales peace y'all